Today's topic, the neurological power of music with Rosanna Monacello. Welcome to episode 11. Get ready to discover yourself, grow and transform your world here at Smile Retools with your host, Joseph Paul Smile. Good morning. I am Joseph Paul Smile, the CEO of Smile Real Marketing Agency and your host for Smile Real Talks. Smile Real Talks is super laser focused at helping you discover yourself, grow your business and transform your world by connecting you to countless entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts and professionals that are well experienced in business, health or relationship matters. Welcome to today's podcast. Um, today we have Rosanna Monacello. I love the name Rosanna Monacello. I can I, I kept calling the name even before this podcast. So today, so I'm super charged for today's podcast. Today is all about the neurological power of music. It's quite a tongue twister. The neurological power of music. So today's podcast is more about the mind and soul imparting, and would absolutely you know stir up thoughts and ideas that might have been pretty much neglected for a while. you know based around music yeah so um i'll just jump right into this which is um the first part of this whole thing we need to explain some things you know get out some explanations before i jump right into the questions i would love you to tell us more about yourself hi so yeah i'm a singer i'm a transformational therapist i'm qualified to teach hypnotherapy eft which is emotional freedom technique and also reiki um and i'm also an artist so i'm what's called a multi-potentialite i get bored really easily joseph so i like (laughs) to do a lot of things (laughs) i like my life to be varied but my love of music is just phenomenal um if i don't have music in my life if I'm not collaborating with other musicians and singers, life just doesn't feel so good to me. Um, and part of that is because of the neurology behind music and you know what it does to our body mm. and our system and helps to create centeredness and alignment. Um, mm. And we just feel happier, don't we, when we sing? Yeah. Um, and it's why a lot of people who hear me sing, they're like, oh, can you teach me to sing? I've never been able to sing and I've always wanted to sing. It's because innately we know it's really good for us, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so absolutely. Um, neurology is, you know, a medical term for the study of the mind mm-hmm. um, and how it works, right? So we're mm-hmm. talking about nerve cells. Uh, we're talking about the formation of neurons. We're talking about basically, you know, mindset. What creates mindset? And that's my interpretation. And of course, I'm not a medical professional, um, but I love research and I love dipping into, you know, what makes us tick. And that's really important for me as a transformational therapist, right? Because that's how I help. Yeah, amazing, interesting. Well, I have always um, known music to be something that lifts the soul and the spirit. But during my research for this podcast, I realized that it also, I mean, it is also good and highly effective for physical health too. Just um, like John Harvey Kellogg, known as Mr. Conflicts himself, had this to add in 1931, as long as, uh, you know, far back in 1931. He said, singing promotes health, breathing, circulation, and digestion. So for those of you that do not know who John Harvey Kellogg is, he was born in January the 31st in 1852. He invented cornflakes in 1878. 
and the hope that you know the plain food would stop people from masturbating. <laughs> yeah. So the delusional man, Mr. Kellogg, the man who created Conflicts, um, actually said this about music. So, what do you have to say about music being effective for physical health, and what is the science behind it? Okay, so there's something called the vagus nerve. And it's situated, well, it's actually situated almost throughout the body. It connects the brain with most of the organs. Um, it goes to the ears, it goes to the facial mus muscles, it goes to the throat. Um, and it's basically a, what's called a parasympathetic nerve. Um, and what is that, right? Well, basically, it's a nerve that is designed to basically bring calmness. Okay. So you've got your sympathetic nerves, which are the fight or flight nerves. Okay, those are the ones that react to danger. And then you've got the parasympathetic nerve, which is something called the vagus nerve. Oh, it's one of them. Um, and you've got 12 of these, um, um, basically. And you, not 12, vagus nerves, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> you've got um, 12, sorry, four parasympathetic nerves and uh, I think it's eight sympathetic nerves. So you've got 12 in total. Um, and basically, when we are singing, it activates the um, vagus nerve. It actually strengthens it. And the value of this is this nerve, as I said, goes to most of the organs. It goes circles, the digestive system. Okay, so it helps your body function better when you're stimulating this vagal nerve. So moving on, because that's a deep science I wouldn't want to go deep into. <laughs> no, I know, I'm not qualified to go any deeper into it. I just know the basics. Awesome. So going further into our major discussion today, even though we've got the basics right now of the science and the neurological um, you know, definitions uh, we needed. So the important thing right now I want to know is what are the outlying general effects of music neurologically? So it brings a sense of, it can bring a sense of peace, a sense of calmness mm -hmm. to the body. But referring back to this vagus nerve, it actually strengthens it um, because one of the areas that um, gets strengthened is the throat. Mm -hmm. And also when you're singing, you're using the facial muscles um, and the vagus nerve is connected to the facial muscles. Mm -hmm. So as it, the strength of that vagus nerve is being more toned, it's called vagal tone, um, which is the register of how strong your vagus nerve is. If it's healthy in that area, then it's going to be more healthy in the other areas. As I said, mm -hmm. it goes to the organs. Um, so it helps your body function better, basically. So singing actually strengthens the vagus nerve, which in turn strengthens the rest of the body. The effects that you can feel is that you can feel tingling throughout your body, um, like a kind of like a nerve sensation on the skin. So when you're singing emotively, um, you get this sense of peace. You know, many people within church experience it when they're doing worship songs, right? Um, and of course, you know, there might be the spirit involved in that, but a certain percentage of that experience is actually your vagus nerve being activated. Amazing. So th this is actually the um, effect, the general effect of music neurologically. Okay, mm -hmm. it stirs up 
the nerves, is it? Yeah, it stimulates the nerves. Okay, okay. For health and well-being. Right. And so this parasympathetic nerve, this vagus nerve, actually when it's stimulated, mm -hmm. releases a sense of peace and calmness within you. Amazing, amazing. You know, I've heard you sing in a, at an event. That was even how I got connected to you. And I, I had to do nothing else but listen to you sing till the end. So your voice was not just producing sound rhythmically, but it was touching those that listen because I actually also looked around and everybody was super engaged and in the flow of that music. So I'm really curious, how were you able to build up such a vocal strength and authority as well as your ability to penetrate the heart and mind of your listeners? Because this would be a great tip to those that love singing and listening to this podcast. I love that you asked me that question because it's something I'm particularly powerful um, sorry, passionate about. Yes. Um, when I sing, I set an intention with my mind, I set an intention with my heart, and that intention is to connect to people who are listening on a soulful level, on a heart level, mm. um, and to create that person-to-person -person connection. Um, I'm literally... It's, it's almost like my intention is that I'm sending out magnetic vibes from my heart, so science has gone a long way to prove that um, there is a magnetic pulse and electricity that emits from the heart and yeah. it ranges out by at least a meter outside of our body. Mm -hmm. um, but that with intention, we can extend that. So we can connect to other people almost, for want of a better word, with our aura, with our energy, right? Because we're all energy. All of us are energy. Um, quantum physics has proven that, okay? Mm -hmm. So that the energy that's vibrating at a certain speed and we can speed that up and we can slow that down. And I believe that it's the power of the mind and the intention that we set and the heartfelt emotions that we emit that can change our frequency. And when we change our own frequency, it's like a domino effect. We change the frequency of those around us. It's a wave. Right? It's an mm. electrical and magnetic wave mm. that emits out into the audience and it hopefully makes people feel good because that's the intention that I'm setting. And the other side of it is I'm connected with the song. I'm okay. feeling the song. The, the song means something to me. I can't sing songs that I can't feel connected to. So when I'm rehearsing, I will spend a long time just keying into how does that song affect me? What do the lyrics mean? What am I thinking and feeling when I'm singing this song? Where's where's the positive projection of this song? Because everything that I do, I like to be positive. Um, so even if it's a relatively sad song, I'm, I'm singing it from a point of view that even the bad things that happen to us eventually bring out the gold in us, right? They create us, mm -hmm. they create the diamond in us. And diamonds are created in the darkness. So even a song that could be perceived as sad, I sing it from that perspective, right? That ultimately anything that we experience that we may at the time perceive as negative will be transmuted into something positive. Super, super amazing. This is about connecting to heart. It is, it's, it's just an unseen energy in a way. You know, quantum physics, has kind of solved a lot of um, 
problems or will I say answer lots of questions about this um, energy that's insane. But I would love to know this part because um, you didn't just start all this in one day or just run into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what are your vocal routines? Because I heard you sing and your voice is something else. So what are your vocal routines and how do you keep your voice healthy and improving? Yeah. My voice has improved um, particularly and phenomenally over the last, I'd say, three years, but especially over the last three, um, sorry, one and a half years. Mm. Um, my main routine is meditation. Oh. Yeah. That's how I take care of my voice. I take care of my voice by take caring, taking care of my mindset, by moving mm. forward in my personal development. So, you know, releasing my past traumas, overcoming them, pro reprogramming my mind to think and believe that I can sing really well. Um, and you are what you think and believe. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my main um, process, really. Um, I'm not one of these singers that, you know, trains physically their voice all the time. I just sing. I just sing most, you know, most every day I sing. And a lot of it is visualizing. So while I'm singing, I'm visualizing the notes that I want to hit. I'm visualizing, you know, the, the strength of the voice and the tonation and all of that comes into it while I'm singing. Um, so I don't really have, you know, those vocal exercises that a lot of singers will use. Um, one of the things that I think is key to my success is I, I'm known for wearing scarves, which sounds ridiculous, but I think a draft on the neck <laughs> is the worst thing for a voice. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a scarf monger. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of my secret to keeping my voice healthy. Really? It's not getting sick. Yeah. And um, of course, being a Reiki master, I can keep myself well. I can heal myself physically. Um, so it's all the power of intention, really. Everything comes back to that for me. It's the power mm. of the mind. Um, and I became very passionate about this uh, four years ago when I started training in, you know, the, the therapies that I use with clients today. Amazing. No, I probably haven't told you what you wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably quite surprising. Yeah, I was expecting you to say, yeah, you take water by this time and by that time, you don't take that, you know, flight stuff, you don't do that. And I'm like, you, you just meditate and that's just it. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm waiting to hear more. <laughs> but I mean, this is fun because other musicians will always tell you, okay, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't drink that, don't do that. Okay, um, each morning you wake up, just um, maybe we scream out. And uh, I remember a friend of mine just shared with me that, Hey Joseph, I want to you know learn how to sing. And I was like, great, go ahead. So he, he started sharing his story with me, and he said he was told to start his um, voice training, and he was told to swallow an entire plantain. I, I believe you know the size of a plantain. So he was Big, told yeah. to not cut it. He shouldn't cut it in chips. He shouldn't do nothing. He just put it into his mouth, into his throat, and swallow it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Hey, you you did that? He said he did that. Wow. He was told to get an egg, cook it, and you know, take away the shells and swallow the egg. 
and that will help his um, vocal cords. And like, my, you almost committed suicide. And he <laughs> went ahead to tell me the funniest part. The funniest part was um, he was told to actually wake up when everyone is, um, you know, maybe asleep or their entire, you know, environment is quiet then he can just scream out and that will help his voice you know they told him that that will help his voice and he can hear himself and he actually woke up in the middle of the night and started screaming ah, ah. <laughs> 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 and his neighbors his neighbors had a rush out was like are you okay what's wrong he said i'm having my voice routine a voice exercise here <laughs> that was that was so hilarious and my, oh my he shared this story and I was like, no, you know, the voice is just like the normal, um, normal gymming you might be doing. Just do it bit by bit, bit by bit, and you build your voice and it becomes even your speaking voice or your singing voice. You no know, speaking voice is different from your singing voice. So it's super amazing that meditation is another powerful tool, which I will add properly, even though, yeah, we meditate, you know, each morning I have to meditate, but you know, it's something that one has to add properly in the terms of music. So I'll focus the energy into my um, vocal nerves and that will work great. Well, that will take me to this next part of the podcast, you know. Sorry, Susan, before <laughs> yeah. on, actually, yeah. I was just, while you were talking, I was just thinking, actually, I haven't talked, I talked about breathing. Okay. So the other um, practice that I have is actually I've trained myself to breathe properly, mm-hmm. which is why meditation is is so effective. Um, because, you know, especially us women, you know, we're grown up with the culture. I don't know what it's like in Nigeria, but certainly here in the UK and I think in Europe in general, women are brought up thinking, you know, you've got to have a flat stomach. So we walk around sucking it in. But to be a great singer, you have to release all of that. You have to let go. Because when you are breathing in order to sustain a powerful note, you have to breathe in and allow your tummy to expand. Mm -hmm. So you're literally imagining the breath going down into your tummy. And then as you are singing out a powerful note or, you know, a higher note, you are then squeezing the air out from your tummies, you're literally squeezing Mm -hmm. your tummy in. So that, you know, when you ask me, you know, how do I manage to be so powerful when I sing, that that is my practice. That's what I'm doing in effect. And it's also about training um, with the song enough so that you know exactly when to breathe, right? So it's about knowing or keying into the best points to breathe in the phrase in order to sustain the notes that you need to for a longer period of time. Mm. Bring in the phrase to sustain the notes. Amazing, amazing. Uh, well, breathing is another huge lecture in its own, which <laughs> I'm afraid I don't want to run into that because I've read lots of books and gone through some tutorials that talk about breathing. Yeah, it's, mm. it's something that's huge in its own. But I'll just run into the next question of this podcast, um, which is, um, you know, there's this trifecta I would love you to talk about, which is the effect of music. You know, what effect does music have on ecstasis? You know, was this ecstasis, catharsis and communitas? You know, ecstasis being between anxiety and boredom and having a complete flow challenge. You know, was this ecstasis? 
how can music help one stay in the flow? Ecstasis, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think when we are keying into an emotion, an emotional state, which mm-hmm. music helps us to do, right? We're getting in touch with ourselves. We're getting in touch with our our core being. Okay, we're just in a state of being. We're in a state of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And so, singing is a method of tapping into being mindful, being present in the moment, and that has huge effects on our well-being. Um, it can create more clarity and focus and just a general sense of calmness um, no matter what's going on in our lives and I've had some horrific experiences in my life a lot of trauma um, in my childhood and I believe that singing was actually the one thing that you know enabled me to get through a lot of that stuff Mm. you know I would be singing in my bedroom um, most of the day you know imitating you know the old greats (laughs) I had on my records because it just it allowed me to forget about the rubbish it allowed me to remove myself from that and almost it's almost like a holiday in your life yeah mm. you might not be able to afford to go abroad or to move location but when you're singing it can transport you somewhere else yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well how about how about this catharsis you know catharsis being an emotional release you know do you see music as an effective form of catharsis absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and i would recommend it more than going to see a counselor mm-hmm. um because for me you know when you are when you are tapping into a song that you connect with then you can release that angst, you can release that negative emotion. Mm. It can help you process things that you may not have even realized you were being affected by. Um, So it's a form of being able to reassemble your your thoughts, but also your energy signature as well. Yeah. Well, the last part of this trifecta, which is communitas, I actually saw Communitas in, in Prodigal when you were singing at that event. So the Communitas, um, the feeling of great social equality, how this, this you know, it's quite unexplainable, but though you talked about quantum physics and how we all, you know, uh, kind of exhibit energy, right? So, but do you still see music as a good tool to boost this third trifecta, which is called communities. Absolutely. Music is power. It's such a powerful tool to transform the way people are thinking and feeling. And if you can transform the way an individual can think and feel, mm. then how much more can you do it when, you, when you're in a group? Um, there's something called the Maharishi effect, which is basically describing the um, effect that people coming together with the same intention and the same heart, the same feeling, um, creates great power and can create great change, right? Because energetically, those thoughts, those feelings are being emitted into the universe. Mm. And when you're doing that en masse in a, in a community setting, that is amplified. And it has the power to transform and change even the environment. Amazing. 
Well, um, you know, because of how engaging and huge this topic is, I would still love to keep it at this because I know we are also going to have you in our next podcast talk more about music and how people can, you know, boost their vocals more in-depth lessons or lectures on how to boost their vocals. So um, I wanted to go into this um, part, which is more kind of personal. Um, What is the motivation? Like, what is that one thing that keeps you motivated generally in your business, in your coaching, I mean, in your music? Generally, what is that one thing apart from music, definitely, <laughs> that keeps you charged and moving forward. Love. Amazing. It's just love. It's just love for humanity. It's love for, you know, my neighbor. It's love for the people that I connect with in my business. It's it's just wanting to make a difference in the world, which sounds, I know, <laughs> a bit kind of disney but you know it's true it's it's what i'm about it's what drives me i love just making walking into a room and making a difference to people even Mm -hmm. if it's just for those 10 minutes that i'm there um i have a i have a tagline in my business which is sizzle and shine and you know i just aim to be the light to bring happiness um and that all just stems from wanting to be the love you know i'm not a religious person i would say i am spiritual um and uh i i utilize that that knowledge of who i am as an energetic being as a spiritual being to Mm. just project that to people and that's what drives me you know because i've seen a lot of unhappiness and i've experienced a lot of unhappiness and i like to think that i've transmuted all that and and turned it into a positive um and the way that i make sense of all that negativity that happened in my childhood and early adulthood is is to transform that and and be some light to somebody else you know um, yeah. there's a lovely story that i heard about starfish um this little boy's walking along a beach and he sees uh, this man picking up this starfish there's starfish stranded all over the beach um and he's picking up these starfish one by one and throwing them back in the water and the little boy says uh, what are you doing and he says i'm saving the starfish and he said but there's too many to save and the man turns around and said but to this one starfish i've made a big difference yeah. so if i can make a difference to a few then yeah that's mm. basically what drives me it's love <laughs> amazing amazing love 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 anyway just um last week we had um you know the valentine celebration everywhere and um, everybody was talking about love and love and love love is huge love is amazing because even in the in the bible we're told about the love that god wanted to show the entire world by sending his only son so love is love is deep love is about is about sacrifice so has been the more reason he sacrificed his only son you know <laughs> so love is love is amazing Every, everyone needs love everyone wants to actually show love even though you'd be like oh i think i, I shouldn't be good to people anymore because they kind of don't reciprocate that love when you give it but what makes it real love is when they don't even reciprocate the love and you're still loving them that's what makes your love to be real so you shouldn't be waiting for payments <laughs> for other people <laughs> oh, you know, well, I gotta eat <laughs> 
Did I just say? And uh, well, I want to say a very big thank you. But before we close the curtain for the day, um, I wanted to tell us a bit more about your coaching, um, you know, your coaching and how you coach people. And for those that are listening to this podcast that want to maybe enroll or join, you know, enroll into your coaching program, how will they be able to do that? Yeah, we can share the links and thereafter, but I wanted to tell us more about your coaching program. Okay, so um, I'd be delighted to tell you. Uh, so the way that I work is is very much on a holistic level. So I treat the um, the client, um, you know, from a head head um, brain, gut brain, soul brain, heart brain mm. um, basis. So everything ties in. Everything that we do kind of slots into that kind of philosophy whereby we're not pigeonholing areas of our lives we're looking at everything as a whole um so when people work with me we're not just focusing on oh let's fix the relationship or oh let's fix the business no we look at you as a whole um so you know you may be doing several um hypnotherapy sessions or reiki sessions and it's affecting the whole of your world it's like that going back to that domino effect that i spoke about earlier so everything is connected in life okay um metaphysics again you know quantum physics has proven that you know it there's a ripple effect that happens when you focus on one area then it's you know affecting something else in another area um and so that's how i work i work very much on a let's ask you some questions and key into what are your core values and beliefs, right? A lot of people don't even know what they are, but through working with me, we can uncover what they are and then we can analyze them. So before, you know, we're 12 years old, science tells us that we've literally just soaked everything up like sponges. And the problem with that, if there is a problem, although I do believe that everything happens for a reason, But how it can negatively affect us later on in life is that we're taking on all this information like sponges through um, the reticular activating system, which is a function of the mind that decides what information are we letting in, okay? Because we've got between 70 and 90,000 thoughts happening throughout the day. And nobody knows definitively how many thoughts we have in a day, right? But there's a lot more bits of information coming at us 24-7 than we can possibly process. So we have this reticular activating system that basically filters through what we are going to ingest into our minds and possibly store. And it says, right, okay, what are we looking for? And what it's looking for is connected to what your core values and beliefs are. So before the age of 12, right, you've got all this information and these experiences that you've laid down and you've filed in your subconscious. And that is then dictating to you what information you are taking on on a daily basis as an adult. So essentially, if you haven't had any personal development work done, if you haven't reprogrammed your mind, if you haven't unpacked all your filing system that was built up as a child, which has become the foundation of your life, you've literally got a 12-year-old child running your adult life. That's quite a scary <laughs> thought, right? Oh my God. So that's where I come in. I come in and I help you unpack all that. So people often find, you know, they will get to a point in their life where everything's going wrong. It's like they're on a hamster wheel or a merry-go-round. 
or they feel like they're hitting their head against a brick wall, right? Um, and then they'll come to someone like me and they'll say, oh, you know, the life, my life is not going well. You know, my marriage is failing, my business is failing, I'm not earning enough money. Um, and then, you know, they because they've gotten to that point of desperation, they would do something about it. But what I like to suggest is that people do it before they get to that point, before yeah. their life is breaking down, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it's perfectly possible to do it before you get to that point and it's more beneficial. <laughs> but, you know, either way, I'm here to help. Um, in terms of how people can connect with me, I'm on all social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and I am on WhatsApp. You can go to my website and book a discovery call with me where I offer an hour's consultation for people to find out a bit more information. Mm -hmm. I like to be able to key into the potential client, client and for the client to have an opportunity to decide if I resonate for them because that's a really important part of the coaching and therapy journey is mm. that the client really feels safe, they feel that you can be trusted, and they feel that they understand you as a practitioner. Um, so for me, I would never consider doing a hypnotherapy session with somebody who didn't have a clue what hypnotherapy was. So, you know, I use that hour to talk about what is Reiki healing, what is healing, what can you expect, you know, what is the mind, how do you reprogram it, why do these, you know, EFT practices work and how do they work and also to run through a few testimonial stories with people to build up their faith so at the point where they're actually, yes I want to work with you, they are completely 100% on board and excited about working with me mm. and there's no doubt in their mind so yeah. Mm. I rabble a lot. <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm just into a new coaching session right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have Joseph. <laughs> oh my! Well, well, now well. the other thing that I do say, the other thing that I do say, although I don't choose to work with everybody, I do have my little black book of practitioners that I can refer to. So that's another reason that okay. the hour free consultation is so valuable. So if I do decide you know i think you're a great person but i don't think we're quite the right fit mm. i may have in mind someone else who could work better for you so yeah that's another area that i bring value because it's all about love languages it's all about what type of personality you are mm. you know what background you are i'm quite a loud gregarious person and you know i'm a bit of an introvert extrovert um i am an introvert because i gain my energy by being on my own that's why i'm a huge meditator right it's one of things that I'm most passionate about in life aside from music um, but I'm quite happy about getting on stage I'm quite happy about doing public speaking for other people they find me quite intimidating and you don't want to be working with a therapist or a coach that you find intimidating right yeah so I've got plenty of other people that um, I can refer to so yes to your audience I would really encourage them to book an hour's consultation for free with me mm. um, and either way whether it's me or somebody else uh, we can get you, you know, feeling happier and living a more successful life. And basically, mm -hmm. defrag your brain like you defrag a computer. Mm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I want to say a very big, big thank you to you. And thank you for saying yes to be on our podcast, The Smiley Talks. 
We're always laser focused at helping individuals discover more about themselves to grow and to transform their world. So it's all about absolutely leveraging the power of your catharsis, communities, and um, the other one is, um, okay, I think I missed it. <laughs> Ecstasies. <laughs> okay, so ecstasies, communities, and um, catharsis. So always uh, very much together important to ensure success in whatever we do so meditation is something i'm taking home from here meditation is very important i need to increase my times of meditation if you're an introvert or an extrovert it doesn't matter all that matters is love which it's your motivation mona keller it's love so love is very important so show love to whoever is around you start with the people close to you and you grow and become stronger in demonstrating proper love so i want to say we thank you madame rosanna i think i still love the name monacello so that's you can call me monacello that's (laughs) all right all right so thank you so so much for being on our podcast i want to say thank you it's my absolute pleasure and honor to be on here with you thank you so much all right amazing all right so we'll call it a full day and a full show goodbye (laughs) discover yourself grow and transform your world here at smiley talks with your host joseph paul smile